Alright, and five, four, three, two, one. Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. And I'm Andy. And we uh, went through some little technical difficulties before the show because uh, Discord had a an update. So we are not live on Facebook, <laughs> not really, but we're on the call feature. Sounds, yeah. pre- sounds pretty good. Yeah, actually, you know, it's pretty competent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hit we hit the uh, the call button, and that's it. <laughs> we didn't have to go through like rooms of Discord and be like, we can go in this channel and speak and everything. It was just yeah. a phone call away. So this is episode nineteen. We are one away from episode twenty of our podcast, and that's a big accomplishment. Twenty episodes. Yeah, it's a big number. I don't think have we ever gone far beyond twenty. Um, I don't know. I really haven't. You've been involved in a lot more than I have. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've been in like the hundreds before. Mm. So, yeah, uh, we're we're getting there, and we're slowly getting better. I mean, we're starting to get into a flow a little bit. Um, this week's uh, movie of the week is a very merry Christmas, and that's right, it's Bill Murray. And we'll talk about that later down the road. Uh, so get strapped in and get ready for Big Trouble in a Little Podcast where only dreams can kill a dream. What the hell have we been playing or watching? Andy, you, you have nothing here on that, the dock. No, not really. I, I watched a bunch of nonsense YouTube stuff. And uh, I most of this week I spent kind of like finishing up Christmas shopping, wrapping that Christmas shopping, and... Uh, I got a model from a friend for Christmas, and I'm I'm working on it slowly. Nice. Me, on the other hand, I did a few things. I actually watched a documentary before uh, the show, um, but before I get into that, uh, PUBG is coming out of early access December 20th on PC. It's going to be on Xbox One, too. Yes, so if you have an Xbox One, I recommend picking that up because you're going to get two maps. You're going to get the original map. I don't know the name of the map, but it's more of like a kind of like a Russian like farm and all that stuff. And uh, the new map is more desert kind. So it's like Arizona, it feels like <laughs> to me. But I, I played it. It was, pr- it was like playing a new game, actually. And they they did update things. There's uh, new vehicles. There's new weapons. Uh, there's different sounds. So the sounds of the cars and stuff are different. Uh, when you're in a red zone getting bombed, the bombs are uh, better sounding. It's not like... You know when you get the distortion of sound when, like, shit is really loud? Sure. You don't get that. In, uh, because that's what happened in the original PUBG map. And this one, it sounds more clear, more high def. Uh-huh. And there's vaulting. So um, when the game comes out of early access, there's going to be vaulting. Uh, there's also a uh, user interface. They change up on that, too. Looks more sleeker. Uh, they're getting ready for the launch. You, I wonder why they weren't really updating a lot, because obviously the announcement of the, uh, the coming out of early access. So I guess they were getting ready for that. Other than that, was it? Was it pretty exciting? Mm-hmm. The first uh, <laughs> first time I played the map, I got ten kills. So 
Uh, I'm not going to say that was an accomplishment because everybody was new to the map. So I'm just going to say I got lucky on that one. Because then the next few rounds I got killed pretty quickly. So I probably got matched with people that were just like me and newbie on the map. Noobs. And dark dog barking. All right. Uh, another thing about gaming, uh, I am. I think I'm almost done with Mario Odyssey. Yes. So, is Bowser's Kingdom the last uh, kingdom? Uh, not, was that? Nope. No. Oh, then I'm not almost done. I don't think. <laughs> no, nah, you're almost done. There's one after it. Yeah. Well, there's two after it. There's one after it, and you'll beat the game, and then you unlock another one as a hey, you beat the game. Now you can do this too, kind of thing. Yeah. It is so, like, I think when uh, we do our award thing, because it's going to be based off of voting, but I'm also going to throw in what our personal picks are going to be. So it's not, we're not just going to be, like, throwing caution in the wind and be like, oh, let's have our fans vote. And then uh, be like, man, our game didn't get picked. So we're, we're, we're going to have, during that time, to tell our personal pick. And I think Mario is up there for me. I can tell you it's a Switch game. <laughs> I think both of us will say it's a Switch game at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, my top two favorite games this year are both Switch games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. Um, the thing I watched, and I didn't plan on watching this, but I, on Netflix they have uh, a Jim Carrey uh, documentary. Did it play it right after you finished Murray Christmas? Yes. Yeah, it, it tried to do that for me, too. Like, it sounded interesting, but I had something else to do. But, yeah, it did the same thing. Like, it just kicked right over to that. Yeah, it was so good. I might have to add this as one of our movies of the week because it was that good of a documentary. I didn't know how much Jim Carrey went into character of Andy Kaufman to be him 24-7, even, you know, backstage and all that stuff, behind the scenes. So in the documentary, what happened is they actually filmed uh, Jim Carrey uh, playing the part of Annie Kaufman behind the scenes. So he was always being followed by a camera. Hmm. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are going to be like, Jim Carrey's gone off the deep end. Yeah, but a lot of actors, when they get roles like this, they get really into character. I mean, look at Heath Ledger when he was the Joker. Like, he had to get down to what the Joker was like. He had to be that mental case. And I bet you other things came along, like drugs and all that stuff. But you, you, a lot of directors and these film companies, they tell you to, they want this. And they want you to be this character. Yeah, it's a lot of the best actors get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, like, Jim Carrey, like, Throughout this documentary, it, it feels like he had split personalities because he was Andy Kaufman. Uh, the Kaufman, Kaufman family uh, talked to Jim Carrey like Andy was talking through Jim. And they felt like Andy was talking to them. And it, it was it was weird, but like, man, what is happening? <laughs> It's a really good documentary. I'll, I'll leave it like that, but th th there was times where I'm like, it seems like it's a split personality kind of thing. And 
Just go watch it. It's on Netflix. And uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, yeah, working because the holidays are coming up. <laughs> Yay, they're here, man. They're not just coming up. They're like, we're in them. Yeah, um, a lot of people. I work at a grocery store, and it's gradually getting busier and busier. People are buying fish. People are buying pasta. They're getting ready. Uh, you know, the storm is coming, and uh, Christmas is upon us. I cannot wait. I know uh, Santa Claus is bringing me Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Have, have you touched on that yet or popped no, it in? No, I, I, I want to finish Yakuza first, but I haven't had much time to play it. I've been too busy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, what I've been playing. Um, busier, busier than usual. U- usually Andy's the one that <laughs> does a lot of stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, well, I, I already played PUBG. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... No time. Anyway, let's get into our movie of the week, and it's it's positive, but I'm also going to be like, it's negative at the same time in this movie, and uh, a very Merry Christmas. It's a uh, short movie, by the way. Was it yeah, like- what is it, like, like 40 minutes or something? Yeah, it kind of. I this had to be like a special on Netflix. I don't know what year this came out. Actually, let me look that up right now. I think that was last year because that's when Miley Cyrus was kind of crazy. No, it was two years ago, 2015. It was a TV special. Interesting. Anyway, uh, it's about Bill Murray, the, the you know the character himself, uh, the real guy, and uh, he's doing like a live TV. Uh, special in the in the movie of uh you know singing christmas carols just the huge that you do during christmas where you get all these actors to come together and sing christmas songs and all that stuff and george clooney was supposed to be there and uh, just uh, <laughs> it's funny seeing like a picture of the popes sitting next to uh iggy azalez he had the pope coming yeah. yeah so what happened was there was a blizzard and uh bolt Airport, subway, and even cars couldn't get to the venue. So it was just Bill Murray and his staff uh, alone. Uh, what they were gonna do? They was gonna <laughs> they were gonna put like the uh, a, a different award show as like filler to make it look like there's people in the crowd. And he's like, "That's from the Globin Globin Awards or something like that, or like the Oscars or something." He's like, "We can't use that," and. The the music was actually pretty good. There was a lot of improv in the music, I could tell, between uh, Bill Murray and that waitress. Uh, a lot of actors in this film. You have uh, Paul Schaefer, which I think was the uh, music guy in the, Jay, uh, the late night show with Jay Leno, right? Yeah. I, uh, you had Michael Sarah, who played like this talent agent who was trying to recruit Bill Murray. And that was weird. And it was just that one scene at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, it's these specials. You get like all these actors that come together just for you know shits and giggles. Uh, you had Rashida Jones, who she was in the Office. Uh, she just in IMDb. It just says the bride. <laughs> um, you had Chris Rock. I thought that was the most funniest fucking scene ever. Uh, where he just shows up. He's like. Man, I walked the tracks. I got here. What are you doing here? And uh, pretty much Bill Murray tries to like kidnap into him into the show. 
And then the lights go out and Chris Rock just uh, escapes. Bill Murray's a uh, captive. Um, what do you think of the music, Andy? Um, some of it was okay. Like there are a few songs that I remember liking okay, but I I hate to say it, I hate to sound like such a downer, but I don't think Bill Murray's that good of a singer. Actually, he's not good, but he wasn't bad. Uh, m- most of the time I was just like, I didn't know Bill Murray could kind of sing. But he wasn't like this great. He's not a Bing Crosby or Danny Kay in any way. Just like our last movie, White Christmas. But he did have a lot of other people like Rashida Jones was really good. Uh, yeah. uh, Thomas Mars and the chefs, they were really good. Yeah, I liked that part. He's, that was one of the good ones. Yeah. Chris Rock on purpose was bad. <laughs> and I like yeah. that. Um. The one person that I thought was really, really fucking shitty singer was uh, Jason Schwartzman, who who was the uh, groom uh, named Elliot, when they were doing that duet with Rashida Jones. I thought he was the weakest out of all of them. Uh, then you had Maya, Maya Rudolph, which is really, really good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Dimitri, <laughs> when he was starting to sing, he sucked too. Um, I thought the writing of this movie was kind of weird, in a way. That was the one part that I actually did like was the premise. Like, I thought it was just framed like a special. I thought it was going to be Bill Murray coming out and be like, oh, here's my friend, George Clooney. And then they would sing a Christmas song. And I was like, that sounds boring, but I guess I'll watch it for the show. But then I like the fact that, like, he's like depressed that there's this blizzard and they're going to lose all this money and he doesn't want to do it mm-hmm. and the power goes out and this, this these people's wedding is ruined and he's trying to cheer him up and they're trying to eat all the food before it goes bad like the story is what i liked like the songs i, I could have done without easily but the story was interesting and mm-hmm. it was kind of it, it it added a framework that i i could enjoy absorbing i didn't mind the the beginning part of the movie like the story wise but like in a sense, there really was no happy ending. I mean, he fell over drunk, and he dreamt George Clooney and Miley Cyrus at the end, yeah. and having this special. So I guess in his mind, in Bill Murray's mind, it was his happy ending. I mean, he got wasted, and he got the show in his his dreams. But like, that's the part where I was just like, "This is where it ends." Like, it wasn't. I, I guess. I don't know. I guess it was all the the songs and what transpired transpired from uh, that part where they're eating all the food and just drinking together. But other than that, this was a really really short movie. Nothing to really go deep analysis about. About uh, anything else that uh, caught your eye in this? Um. I don't know what else to talk about besides the music and the premise. I'm thinking. The the Hispanic guy, uh, do you know where he, uh, what other movies he was in? Was he in Scrooge? Uh, I don't know. Let me see, David Johansson right here. Yeah, he was in Scrooge uh-huh. <laughs> with Bill Murray. He was also in Kick-Ass. He did the soundtrack, apparently. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, people in this that did a lot of soundtracks. Like, the chefs, they do a lot of soundtracks for different movies. Um, 
but then other other people are just there was people from Parks and Rec, uh, the blonde hair chick. I forget her name. Anyway, yeah. I I thought it was an okay film. Do you recommend this to people? Um, yeah, but but only because it's 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 so brief due to its brevity. Like, if it was like two hours of that, I'd be like, nah, I don't know. But it's not bad. It's 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 a hoot for a little bit. Like honestly. I wasn't blown out of the water by it, but it was better than I expected. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of songs and I'd get bored, but it was fun. Yeah, it definitely had its, you know, up and downs and all that stuff. Uh, I thought the music was very quick. It wasn't just like this whole like dance, you know, like in White Christmas, you had like certain parts where it's like, oh, here's a solo dance between them. It didn't get to that point. It was just like scene after scene. There was a music. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a lot of dialogue. Uh, is Bill Murray's pet personality like? Is he always just like I don't give a fuck? I'm just Bill Murray. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Bill Murray. Um, I don't know what his deal is nowadays. I, I know <laughs> that that's the that's that's the lamest non-statement I could possibly make, but. He's always like he always looks depressed and like a pessimist, and people are like, haha. He's hilarious, and I feel like he's not trying to be hilarious anymore. I feel like he's he's real melancholy. Like, whenever I see him, all I can think about is, oh, I wish Bill would cheer up a little bit. Like, it's perfect for, like, Wes Anderson movies and stuff like that, but... Mm -hmm. And I understand he's not he's not doing Stripes and Ghostbusters and, and all that, that stuff anymore. I understand that those aren't the movies he's going to be in, but, I mean, seeing him in this, I know that he's supposed to be like, oh... Yeah, this whole show is going to shit. Uh, but I feel like even beyond that, I feel like even I feel like just the actor himself. I feel like he's real like down and melancholy. And maybe he's just a fantastic actor. But I feel like everything I've seen him in, even like public appearances and nonsense like that that he's done, I don't know something about him. Just he he seems so depressed or something. Melancholy was the best word I already said. The, the more I got it was like Bill Murray just. Didn't want to do this film, but they they paid him like a bunch of money, and they were just like, "Go be Bill Murray." <laughs> Maybe and, I'd like to know whose idea this was. I don't know, but I felt George Clooney was out of place. I don't know why. No, I I thought that was perfect. Actually, it's like someone huge, you know, someone who's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. I thought well, the... I, I like the dream stuff at the end that. That was one of the parts I did really enjoy. Had me, had me snickering. Yeah, because I think that's what he always, what he wanted in the beginning. That's what he wanted, like, yeah. like the fictional version of Bill Murray when he pictured this fantastic show. That's what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. In the end, it just ended up being nothing. And I, I really liked the the uh, chemistry between Bill Murray and Paul. Um, I do like the one scene where they go in the elevator. He's like, "Do you still drink?" Do you, <laughs> Or he's like, did you stop drinking? Or he's did like, you stop drinking yet? I don't know. Should I? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the only thing I got confused, and maybe because there was a generator, is when the power went out, the heat went out too. And they were like, oh, drink this. This is going to make you warm and everything. And there was power around. Like, I don't know. That That's what I always think. Like, there's some plot holes there. 
that I'm just not thinking. Or maybe, maybe it's like an emergency generator, and it only powers the emergency lighting. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just movie magic. Like you, you have to be able to see. Like they would have just had small handheld lighting and candles, but then the cameras would work. So like, ah, we'll just light the scene meagerly. Yeah, and this seemed, this seemed like it was like a cheap movie to make anyway because they, they were only in one area the whole time. I guarantee that the only real money they spent was in actors' salaries. Yep, George Clooney, Bill Murray, Miley Cyrus. By the way, as much as people say like Miley Cyrus is crazy when she went through that that, that time of wrecking ball and all that stuff, mm. she has an amazing voice. Yeah, yeah, she sings fine. Yeah, like the the song that she sings at the end by herself was great. Mm-hmm. By the way, two two movies in rows with both musicals. <laughs> yeah, it's like we did it on purpose. It's it's weird for me because I really rarely like musicals. Musicals was like the last really big blind spot in in like my movie knowledge, and a friend of mine has kind of been getting me to watch. He had me watch Chicago, and he had me watch uh, Court Jester, and he had me watch a um, couple other things, uh, Little Little Shop of Horror, stuff like that. Little so Shop. I'm, I'm getting there now. Little Shop of Horror is good. Grease is always yeah. good. It will always be a uh, classic to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually did watch Rent. Rent is good, too. I don't know if you uh, ever uh, watched that. Not yet. Right, check it out. I Again, musicals are a hit or miss for me. Uh, I do want to see that Ryan Gosling movie with... Uh, what's that chick's name? Something Stone. Emma Stone. Uh, La La Land or whatever. Hmm. Whatever it is, anyway. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, who is also nominated for Best Actor in her award thing. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, let's get into some news. that, Like you said, you recommend this because it's short. I recommend it because it was, like, entertaining. But sometimes it, I thought it was too short. I thought maybe an hour would have been fine. But, yeah, check it on Netflix. A very Murray Christmas. I like the pun. But let's move on to news that matter to us. Andy, what's going on with Pikachu? I have no idea. Like, even even in our, our outline here, I the we always put a header, you know, what it is. I just put, um, what? There's the, like, last year they announced that they're going to make a, a Pikachu live-action movie, and it's like Detective Pikachu, and Pikachu can talk, and he's just in the real world, and he's solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. I guess it's based on something in Japan, but the movie is gonna like release internationally, and Ryan Reynolds is gonna be the voice of Detective Pikachu, and it's just I don't know, it's weird. Like it, it almost seems like, hey, who's hot right now? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, we'll pay him for two days to come in and do a bunch of stupid voices. Yeah, let's choose. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just I, I kind of wanted to bring it up just because of how interesting it is. Let's choose Deadpool, who likes to curse and stuff, <laughs> to be in a children's film. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a strange choice, but I mean, it's not. I don't know. It, I can't picture any voice coming out of Pikachu because he's never spoken. Mm-hmm. The only voice that should come out is say Pikachu and all that right. stuff. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect from this, but it's interesting. Yeah, so uh, get prepared to hear Ryan Reynolds' voice in a Pikachu. Man, what a time we live in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, 
during PSX, uh, there was a lot of fighting tournaments. Capcom was there uh, at PSX, and they announced that there's going to be a Street Fighter collection bundle of 12 games in one release. I'm thrilled about this. When they announced this, I, I shot it off to a friend. I was like, dude, Switch game, gonna buy this. Come on, get it. Yeah, and that's another announcement, too, is that it's coming out on... It's coming out May 2018. Uh, I'll put an asterisk there, even though this is a re-release, because sometimes Capcom likes to delay shit sometimes. But it's coming to... Yeah, P- they're adding online play to four games, and that's the kind of thing that's going to take them time. Yeah. That's why I'm a little bit hesitant, and I think that's why they put May 2018 instead of mm-hmm. on a rock-solid date. Uh, it's going to be on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and the console Master Race Switch. <laughs> yeah. Joking about that, by the way. Don't get all the fanboys hating on me now. No, he's being serious. Oh, God. Here they come. But uh, so I'll name some of the games. Uh, you know what? I'll do the whole fucking thing. Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Street, Super Street Fighter 2, Super, uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha 2, Alpha 3, uh, then Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 3 Second Impact, and then, then Third Strike. Third Strike. Third Strike is my shit right there. Yeah, I like that game too. Yeah. Uh, for those keeping score, that's every Street Fighter that came out before Street Fighter 4 except the EX games. Yes. And now, Andy, I have a question for you. What will be the price point, you think? 40 I'm going to go with 50 I think it will be a $50 uh, mark because of the online, I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I should have aired on the more expensive side. But I feel like forty would be the right price point for this. I kind of wish uh, th- this sounds a lot better than Street Fighter Two: The Final Challengers, which I have on the Switch and I do enjoy. It's a good game, but mm-hmm. mm, this is way better. This is like exactly what I would rather have. Yeah, especially when you have things that are going to be online because you know the fighting game community uh, love these games, and since you know they don't they don't want to use like old systems because of the input lag and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see like Evo and all that stuff using uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox to run these tournaments to play like uh, Third Strike or uh, Alpha 3 and all that stuff. Maybe people like people like having their fancy controllers so that there there could still be mm-hmm. some factors. Is there a fighting stick for uh, Switch yet? There's one announced. It's not out yet. It's going to come from, uh, oh, what's that company? They make all the cool little Bluetooth controllers that work with, like, everything. They're making one that's going to work with the Switch. And as far as I know, that's going to be the first one to work with the Switch. But I think in Japan there either is or is going to be one as well. Is it Hori or Mad Cats? What's that? Hori or Mad Cats? I think it's Hori. I mean, Hori is, like, the big controller manufacturer didn't mad cats go under yes actually yeah you're, you're right uh hori also came out with the uh, switch stand they came out with a lot of uh accessories for the switch actually mm. so i could see them doing a joystick for it um yeah can't wait to play super street fighter on my switch all the street fighters the best ones um 
So another thing that came out this weekend, uh, movie-wise, and it's an animated film, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. Uh, interesting, because both Peter Parker and Miles Morales are in the same uh, universe in this one. Cool. And let me see. I don't want to get fucking copyrighted and all that stuff. But I'll just do like a slideshow kind of thing. I really, really loved the art in this in this uh, animated film. I don't know if are you on the uh, watching the stream, Andy? No, I'm always afraid of the bandwidth. Okay, but anyway, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just Google the show. Yeah, but it's so good. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know about here. Here's the uh, cast. They have Marisha Ali. Never heard of that person. Jefferson Davis and Brian Tyree Henry. Theaters. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the focus is Miles. But I think in, in the trailer itself, when you get near the end, he's like, there's more of us wearing the mask. And I think he's talking to Peter Parker. Because sure. it looks like Peter Parker. Now, did you watch the trailer or no? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. It's really good. Uh, it kind of looks like a Pixar film based off of how the characters look like and all that stuff. Hmm. But it's Spider-Man. You can't go wrong with Spider-Man. So uh, check that out. I think it's coming out Christmas 2018. That's what this says, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Another news uh, during this weekend of a lot of shit that's happening. Uh, during the Game Awards, um, Kojima came out with another tra trailer for Death Stranding. Now, did you watch that trailer? Yeah, I watched it like... The minute after they put it out, I had to watch it before I went to sleep, which was a mistake, because it's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Hell yeah, it's creepy, especially when you have a fucking baby giving a thumbs up inside of your throat. Uh, it's weird. I'll say that. Uh, I don't really know how to explain this. What did you like about it, and what do you think about it, Andy? I love the tone. It's, uh... It's unlike a lot of other stuff that I've seen. Like, it's still... I, uh, I've i told people that I believe that Hideo Kojima is one of gaming's first auteur creators. An auteur is someone that, like, when they make something, you can tell it's theirs. Like, oh, this is very clearly directed by Wes Anderson, because everything's pastel and weird, and all the characters have a detached sense of... And they all have father issues. But... I, th I think whenever you see a, a Hideo Kojima game, especially anything that came after Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation, you can tell immediately, oh my god, Kojima fucking made this. And it that's that's only gotten stronger now that he's doing stuff like PT and this, stuff that isn't Metal Gear. Mm, excuse me. Um, yeah, I love the tone. I love that everything's kind of confusing, but it still has like some Hideo Kojima feel to it. Um, I like... Uh, I like that every time something about Death Stranding comes up, they, they don't really shove answers in your face. They talk about the Big Bang, and they talk about the other bang, which I guess there's another Big Bang, and it like has ruined reality or something. I don't know. That's my only guess, but the, the tone is the takeaway. Like it's, it's so cool. My analysis is that these floating things that come out of nowhere and these handprints is from a different reality, whatever dimension it is that gets opened up. So when 
Reedus is talking about the Big Bang and all that stuff. It's not about an explosion. I mean, the Big Bang, uh, that's the expansion of the universe and all this stuff. That's how the planets uh, came to be and, and the universe itself. Uh, I believe, and then the second verse that he says in this is that it's about uh, the 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 bang or the another explosion of life itself humans and bacteria and all this stuff because so he's talking about evolution and how we evolved into uh from bacteria to whatever animal or uh, mammal and all that stuff it is now so i think when he he when he explains the fourth one where he's like another explosion is coming and all that stuff i think that's where he's talking about the uh these creatures that you see in these trailers uh through all three trailers don't they seem like they're different universes andy what do you mean like the first one you see him naked the second one you see like a skeleton army and then the third one is more like uh they look like they're on like a moon kind of like on a different planet or something mm, possibly i mean i i guess i would I would accept that solution. Yeah, because you're seeing these handprints and all that stuff. Like, I'm not saying different, like, universes, like... It's it's just different dimensions, because when the baby disappears in the first one... By the way, if you play these trailers uh, side by side, they almost kind of, like, match. Especially the second and uh, third one. And then I believe the first and second one uh, are synced up right. Oh, yeah, the first and the second ones are synced up really, really creatively. I didn't know the third one played into it. Yeah, the second and third one, you know the one the... Uh, how do you how do you sync it up? It's like, it's way longer. Um, well, they have it on YouTube. But you remember the part in the third one where the, the figure comes down and he kind of does that shh and does the point? And then you see, like, the, the, the handprints take out the guy in orange pretty much? Mm-hmm. Well, in the second trailer, Mads, uh, the guy who plays uh, Hannibal in the show, he does that, uh, sh- you know, sh- sh- shushing somebody and then pointing his, you know, skeleton army at people. Those mm-hmm. sync up in the second and third. So what I like about Kojima is, like you said, he doesn't give all the answers in the trailer of what this game is going to be about. He's going to give you breadcrumbs until pretty much release date. And uh, I kind of like that. I mean, I would want, I really want to know what type of game this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, it could be a hack and slash. It could be a shooter. It could be an adventure. I do you think it's going to be open world? Um, some variation of open world because Kojima has gone on record in the very recent past saying he thinks open world games are like where it's at now and all that other stuff. And he got real into Western-style game development. But I think, kind of like Metal Gear Solid Five, it's going to have, like, open worlds, but you are gonna you can jump between them, or they're going to be different chapters. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, this Kotaku uh, article that I have up right now, um, <laughs> people are trying to say that the figure that is floating by the orange guy kind of looks like Psycho Mantis. Yeah, I mean, I guess sort of, but... No, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it, you guys got to remember that Metal Gear is a Konami uh, property. 
and that uh, maybe something similar like Psycho Mantis might be in the game, but it, it will never be a side story or maybe a sequel to a Metal Gear game. Unless this is whole, this whole thing is one big fucking ruse and Konami and Kojima never had anything Fallout, which is false because they did have a Fallout and it's on record and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, enough talking about that. There's really nothing more to say besides speculations on what's happening in these trailers. I like not knowing. It's exciting. Yes. And then the final news story, uh, the Game Awards happened, and um, a lot of shade was being thrown at EA. Um, Zachary Levi did a joke where he's about to present the award to somebody, and while he's opening the envelope, he's like, oh man, I gotta, this is a microtransaction? So he takes out his credit card and slides it open. So So that was a shot at EA. Many shots at EA about loot crates and all that stuff. So, well, good, they deserve it. Fuck yeah. Them. And then, you, did you hear about the fuck the Oscars guy? Uh, I started watching that, but it was too cringe-inducing, so I stopped. <laughs> it's really, really funny. <laughs> so this guy Joseph uh, Fares, uh, he's creating a game called A Way Out. And it's a co-op thing. You try it, to re- it does look like a pretty cool game. I think we talked about it when it got announced. Yeah, and brothers. He did Brothers of a Tale of Two Sons, which apparently is a good game. Um, but you could tell he was intoxicated or whatever drug he was on. He was just like, he pretty much he pretty much said this is better than the Oscars. He said fuck the Oscars. He gave the middle finger to the camera. Uh, Jeff Keighley was visibly uncomfortable in this situation. Who can blame him? Yeah, where he was like, hurry up, can we get to your game? And then he just went on one big rant. It was pretty much the highlight of the uh, show. Um, But the nominees, uh, a lot of Switch games win. One, Legend of Zelda won a lot of awards. How could it not? And it eventually became the game of the year, which... Again, how can it not? There's only two mm-hmm. games, I think, that were Game of the Year, in my opinion, and that's Mario and Zelda. Sure. But that's our opinion only. I bet you there's other people's opinions. Uh, what did uh, Reggie uh, announce, Andy? What? What did Reggie Philemy announce at the award show? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch him. <laughs> Oh, I hate I hate industry awards shows. All I did was wait for Kojima to reveal more stuff about um, Death Stranding, and then I just watched that on YouTube. That's that that is the uh, I've watched a couple clips of the Game Awards show, but well, industry awards shows are un- unbearable. Yeah, well, Nintendo announced uh, that Bayonetta one and two are coming to the Switch, and then oh, that's when that happened. I forgot about that. Yeah, Reggie's like he did. He pulled a Steve Jobs, and he's like, "I didn't come here just to announce Bayonetta one and two. I got one more thing." And then they show a trailer of Bayonetta three exclusively, only on a Nintendo Switch. Yes. So I thought. I'm gonna buy them all. Yeah, there was other announcements like the uh, people t- uh, ten chambers. They created Payday. They're doing this game called GTFO, where it involves like. Uh, different dimensional uh, spirit monster things. And you have to go get like valuable things for like earth or something. 
in this like underground base and stuff. So it's like a four player co-op kind of thing. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of any other uh, things that got announced. World War Z um, got announced. I don't know why we're going back to zombies. I think zombies is like a dead uh, genre now. Snore. Yeah. Um, what else do I get to talk about? Yeah. Um, a lot of indie games won stuff too. Cuphead got best soundtrack, I believe. Uh, the trendy gamer. That's when they like give an award to like a YouTuber or a streamer and stuff. And Doctor Disrespect won that one. Uh, I thought he was kind of in character, but then more of it was like try to behave, don't be like this guy Joseph, and go off and shit. Mm. But that was in the pre-show. And yeah, the game awards were kind of cool. I wish you watch it. It was actually entertaining. Yeah, maybe I should. I don't know. I, I hate I hate the Oscars and I hate all this other stuff. Industry award shows are just a bunch of a bunch of executives stand around and jerk each other off. It's it's real off putting. But that being said, I like Jeff Keighley a lot. Like he's really really trying to make that like a a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I like him. So I want to like the Game Awards, but the few times I've tried to watch it in the past, I usually end up either getting bored or getting uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. But yeah, Jeff Keighley did an awesome job. This is like his fourth year doing it. At least it's not cringy as fuck as being in like a a studio doing the award show with the, the yeah. guy from The Soup. Um, Yeah, but that's the news for this week. So, you know, a bunch of announcements, um, and it's the holidays, so people are probably, you know, fucking buying gifts and shit and getting ready to cook some meals. Uh, Star Wars is this Thursday. Are you seeing it opening day? I see it Friday. See it Friday? Yeah, I'm seeing it Thursday at 7.30. Can't wait. I, I'm afraid, man. I... I are you at least a little skeptical about this movie? I think it's going to at least be passable. Like, I keep reading stuff about how it's it's the, one of the best ever, and that usually means it's good. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I guess that's all I have to say about it for now. Like, yeah. uh, after after Force Awakens, I I, I enjoyed Force Awakens much more in the theater than I did after after the fact. Like, there's stuff about The Force Awakens that I think could be better and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's never going to be Empire Strikes Back or whatever. But I think Last Jedi is going to be great. I, I have some faith. Nice. Yep, and uh, we'll talk about that next episode, obviously, because it's going to be amazing. Andy, do you want to touch on the uh, nominations? Do you want to say anything? Because I didn't really add anything you did. I added some. I didn't add anything huge. Um, I, I stuck Sonic Mania a couple places. I felt it deserved to be uh, soundtrack and game design. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I didn't do much else. Uh, oh, uh, no, I did that last time. I don't know. I, I can't even tell what is... I, I should have marked my new additions, but... Yeah, I definitely see Sonic is new. Um... You added Lady Bird in a section because you, you saw that movie last week, and I see that you had added an actor in there too. Uh, yeah, you did add soundtracks, and then, um, yeah. 
So what's going to happen in our Big Trouble and Little Award show is that Monday next week, the 18th, uh, the nominees will finally be picked. We will announce them and we will give you a link on where you can vote. And what's going to happen is the last week of uh, December, uh, whenever we do the uh, episode 21, uh, will be the Big Trouble and Little Award show where we announce all the winners and we give the little JPEG trophies out <laughs> to them. So uh, be prepared for that and get ready for the new year. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome, especially for the Switch, since a lot of shit's happening. And in gaming and in movies. Andy, do you have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. That's all I'm aware of. Yeah, not a lot of stuff uh, to go into. I mean, the PSX was kind of boring this year. There was only a few announcements that I really cared about. Uh, they did a press conference, and they, they didn't do a press conference because I don't think they had any big games to talk about. Did... Medieval is, is getting a re-release on PS4. That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but I'm like, it's another remaster. <laughs> I want something new. Um, I guess we just have to wait until these developers finish the game. I guess, I guess it's kind of cool that we're getting old games and stuff. Yeah. I didn't get Crash Bandicoot. One day I will, when it's $20. All right, on that note, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to episode... 19 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Not vid me anymore because it's closed. Sad face. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.